The Free For All Roundtable. Round two. On round two, let's say good morning to Brad Bradford, live in studio with me, Toronto City Councillor. News Talk 1010's Adjuan Incia Yabois is here, and Pamela Palmater is a lawyer, professor, and activist. Uh, let's start with the possibility, and we'll know very shortly if this is going to happen, but there is a pamphlet going around, digital pamphlet, calling on kids, I imagine mostly high school students, to walk out of class today across the province, and then to walk out again tomorrow, and then next Thursday. All of this uh, under the representation, it says, save the kids of Gaza walkout. Adjua, you're one of the younger people on the panel. You probably remember what it was like in high school when we got to those things that people walked out over. There was always a question about the sort of authenticity of the protest. Maybe it's just a way to avoid, uh, you know, this is the time of year where you have to take exams. (laughs) That could be, you know what, for some people, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like, ooh, a free day off. I can play hooky. Some will just not even uh, participate in the protest and they'll just end up maybe at like a pizza pizza or something just to take that time away. But there are people that it really matters to. And they're allowed, just as adults are, to exercise their rights to protest against anything they want to. Kudos on them and the people making these flyers for deciding to for themselves take a stand on this and i give them all the kudos the younger you are to get involved and feel like you have a voice more power to you yeah pamela it's easy to talk young people down but many of them are earnestly committed to the cause what's your measure of this oh totally in fact i mean young young students like even like rarely really young like in grade school they're often the ones doing fundraising and projects and supports and petitions, especially for anything that impacts kids and the atrocities that are happening to the people in Gaza right now, especially like all of these young kids and babies and babies who aren't born. Of course, they're going to walk out. And I, I love that. It's like because then they become students at universities who are organizing around campaigns that involve social justice. And that's I mean, they are leaders of the now, not of the future, of the now. And the kids seem to know the basics of what's right and wrong and can strip the politics from it. I mean, the the senseless killing of kids in Gaza, they, they got it right. And I hope more schools walk out. Okay, Brad Bradford, I always think there should be some degree of sacrifice involved in a protest. So instead of walking out of school, maybe do this on Saturday and give up your day where you would be doing something else. Well, that's an interesting idea. I could tell you that last week I was in the classrooms of Beaches East York for local government week and talking to a lot of civic students and they are engaged. They are aware of the the issues here in the city and around the world. And I think that that is a positive thing, that civic mindedness. I can tell you certainly when I was in high school, that wasn't top of mind for me. And uh, so it is encouraging to see people stepping up and engaging and having those conversations. At the end of the day, um, you know, I'm sure there will be a lot of people that kind of walk out because the, the crowd is walking out and they're going to go chill in the calf. Uh, but for the people, as Pamela identified, who are leading on this, who are putting out the information and organizing, good on them. We need to see more of that in, in all civic arenas. Do we observe some evolution to the federal government and in particular Justin Trudeau's stance about the conflict in the Middle East when he says, yes, Israel has the right to defend itself and yes, Israel has the right to retaliation, but there has to be a degree of measure. To quote directly, the price of justice cannot be the continued suffering of all Palestinian civilians. Uh, Let me start with Pamela Palmater on this. 
Well, it's about time. Literally, the rest of the world has been speaking out. You've seen the marches of millions all over the world in major cities. You've seen other countries back away from Israel, remove their ambassadors or withdraw support. I mean, you simply just today in the day and age of social media, politicians can't say things and and we just follow along. We literally see it in real time what's happening. So he's very late to those comments and I'm a little concerned that he's only making those comments because there's some Canadians in Gaza that are trying to get out as opposed to when it was just Palestinians, non-Canadians that were being bombed ruthlessly. And Brad Bradford, there's always jeopardy in taking any position on the situation in the Middle East and the problem it seems for Justin Trudeau is there's a portion of the population that feels that Israel's tactics have been excessive and so he's actually under pressure from the left and the right. Yeah, this is a complicated issue for everybody. No one wants to see the the killing of innocent civilians. And there are just thousands and thousands, millions of people overseas who are caught in the crossfire here. But I will say it's, it's difficult when we have a hostage situation. It's difficult to make that call. There are 240 innocent civilians who have been taken hostage uh, by terrorists with Hamas. And, you know, until those hostages are free, I think it's going Going to be impossible to find a pathway forward for peace. And why is the Prime Minister hitting the right tone or is he pandering? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think <laughs> I, I do. I honestly do. I think it was un, only until this meeting with Palestinians who were actually showing him pictures of what is actually going on when a lot of the world has already been watching all the images that have been coming out from Gaza for since October 7th or the day after when the bombings actually started. And then on two episodes, the Israeli government has bombed a refugee camp where people can't leave. They are refugees. So it's it's just, it's actually maddening if you have this big army that can actually tactically go in and do what they need to do. You do not need to bomb a refugee camp twice. Collective punishment and what appears to the lot of the world as indiscriminate bombing of innocent Palestinians with minimal, minimal regard for safety isn't wrong. But honestly, under the Geneva Convention and according to the UN, it's, it's, it's a war crime. This is not okay. We have to care about the innocence of Israeli citizens and Palestinian citizens. And, and it's just watching this day in and day out, I think it's grating and scary and terrifying for a lot of us. And I'm happy even by fear that he actually decided to say something. Okay, let's move to domestic affairs and bread and butter issues. Pierre Polyev in the House says, let's have an election and make it all about the carbon tax. Let's make a deal. Let's pause the carbon tax on all home heating until Canadians go to the polls so that we can have a carbon tax election where Canadians will decide between his plan to quadruple the tax to 61 cents a liter on heat, gas and groceries and my common sense plan to axe the tax and bring home lower prices. A carbon tax election. Let me uh, start with a guy who's waged a few campaigns, Brad Bradford. Um, it's kind of a winning strategy. And actually, your your mom is a, uh, a liberal MP. Does she worry about this? Well, I think everybody, uh, if they're going to be honest, sees the numbers in the polls uh, for the federal liberals, and they're not uh, they're not great. That's uh, not a 
tremendous insight for me. But look, uh, Polyev's a gamer. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He was egging the, the PM on uh, in question period, as he does most days. And uh, I think it's a winning issue. Look, affordability is top of mind for Canadians. Um, this makes life more expensive. And they have expended so much political capital over the past number of years trying to tell you that this thing is, is neutral in terms of revenue. And, and in fact, you're going to get more money back. Well, if you're going to get more money back, why are they doing a pause in Atlantic Canada? And I think it's going to be tremendously difficult for the federal liberals to stop the slide or the erosion of their signature policy across the rest of the country. I just don't see how that's going to be possible over the next couple of years. They've backed themselves into a corner. They've opened the door. And uh, right now, Polyev's running all over them. Andrew, I think one of the major issues with the carbon tax is most people don't understand how it works. And so they don't buy the idea that some people are actually getting back more money than they ever spent. I, I agree with you. It just seems, especially in these present times with inflation and the high interest and the cost of everything that's so expensive, people don't see where the money's coming back. If it's not coming back in a check in your mailbox or an interact deposit into your account, you're not seeing it. And I'm not the biggest fan of Pierre Polyevra, but this is a winning platform for him and a winning strategy because people want money back. And it might be something just quick, but people want, even if it's a little bit of money, especially during these times, they want the money back. And I think the Liberal government, uh, for themselves, they're, they're trying to do the right thing, but they have to assess how to retain voters and, and get them to continue to want to vote for them instead of losing money. And the flip side of all of this, Pamela Palmiter, is they probably end up scrapping the carbon tax altogether, which means we have no climate change strategy. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. So, I mean, first of all, Polyev is just so annoying. He's like a social media character who jumps on whatever the bandwagon is. Vaccine mandates. Yes, let's have an election over vaccine mandates. And now it's carbon tax. Um, but the reality is I can see why the Liberals did that for Atlantic Canada. I'm from Atlantic Canada. High rates of poverty there. There's very little modern infrastructure in terms of renewable energy. There's a lot of people, especially in smaller areas, that rely on home heating oil and can't afford to switch over. So, you know, we have to do something about that in general. Uh, the, those provinces do. But honestly, we need to have more than one issue campaigns. We need to deal with like climate change. And th that's the problem. It wouldn't matter what the platform was for climate change. Uh, if it was a liberal government, NDP government, it just wouldn't matter. The conservatives will always fight climate change because it means we have to address the problem. Things like fossil fuels and manufacturing and chemical plants and, you know, the, the large grazing uh, of cattle and things like that. We don't want to touch. They don't want to touch any of that. So it's of course, it's going to be a problem for him. Nick, throw in what we have of uh, the Beatles here and uh, we'll know in just over an hour what the rest of this song sounds like but this is the portion that has been released so far with uh, John Lennon, uh, guitar from George Harrison from before he died, and contemporary uh, bass and uh, drumming by the two surviving members. Uh, is that good enough, Brad Bradford? 
Oh, I love it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to rain on this parade. Growing up in the car, my mom would throttle back and forth between 1010 and the Beatles. Uh, Sgt. Pepper's, like all of these albums and the works that uh, the Beatles put together over the years truly was a pioneering effort. You, you think about George Martin and the way that they produced those albums, it was always avant-garde. It was always trying new things, and you would hear that as it came over the speakers. And, you know, in many, many respects, 50 years later, it's something else that's new, pulling out of the archives, piecing it together in a new way. Is it is it how they did it, of course, back in the 60s and 70s? No. Is it still interesting and cool to listen to today? I love it. It's a little time capsule piece for us at 10 a.m. this morning, and I'm going to be listening. Okay. Yeah, I know people are going to stop work. It's going to be like 11 o'clock on Remembrance Day. Uh, thank you all. That's Brad Bradford, Edwa and Cia Yabuan, Pamela Palmater. Catch the Roundtable, round one at 7.45, round two at 8.45. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.